Hello and welcome to Newman's Thoughts, a multimedia reading project from the Newman Institute for Catholic Thought and Culture to promote the thoughts and ideas of our patron, St. John Henry Newman. I'm your host, Patrick Callahan, director of the Newman Institute. Today is day two, and we're reading paragraphs five through seven of St. John Henry Newman's The Idea of a University. I'm reading from the Clooney Media edition of The Idea of a University. You can follow along with this or any other edition, or even online via our daily email. This being undeniable, it is plain that when he suggests to the Irish hierarchy the establishment of a university, his first and chief and direct object is not science, art, professional skill, literature, the discovery of knowledge, but some benefit or other to accrue by means of literature and science to his own children. Not indeed their formation on any narrow or fantastic type, as for instance that of an English gentleman may be called, but their exercise and growth in certain habits, moral or intellectual. Nothing short of this can be his aim, if, as becomes the successor of the apostles, he is to be able to say with St. Paul, Non judicavi me scire aliquid inter vos, nisi Jesum Christum et hunc crucifixum. I had not thought of bringing you any other knowledge than that of Jesus Christ and of him crucified. Just as a commander wishes to have tall and well-formed and vigorous soldiers, not from any abstract devotion to the military standard of height or age, but for the purposes of war, and no one thinks it anything but natural and praiseworthy in him to be contemplating, not abstract qualities, but his own living and breathing men, so in like manner, when the church founds a university, she is not cherishing talent, genius, or knowledge for their own sake, but for the sake of her children, with a view to their spiritual welfare and their religious influence and usefulness, with the object of training them to fill their respective posts in life better, and of making them more intelligent, capable, active members of society. Nor can it justly be said that in thus acting she sacrifices science, and under a pretense of fulfilling the duties of her mission, perverts a university to ends not its own. As soon as it is taken into account that there are other institutions far more suited to act as instruments of stimulating philosophical inquiry and extending the boundaries of our knowledge than a university. Such, for instance, are the literary and scientific academies, which are so celebrated in Italy and France, and which have frequently been connected with universities as committees, or as it were, congregations or delegacies subordinate to them. Thus, the present Royal Society originated in Charles II's time in Oxford. Such just now are the Ashmolean and architectural societies in the same seat of learning, which have risen in our own time. Such, too, is the British Academy, a migratory body, which at least at times is found in the halls of the Protestant universities of the United Kingdom, and the faults of which lie not in its exclusive devotion to science, but in graver matters which it is irrelevant here to enter upon. Such again is the Antiquarian Society, the Royal Academy for the Fine Arts, and others which might be mentioned. This, then, is the sort of institution which primarily contemplates science itself and not students, and in thus speaking, I am saying nothing of my own, being supported by no less an authority than Cardinal Gerdil. There is no real opposition, he says, between the spirit of academies and that of universities, but only different points of view. Universities are established to teach the sciences to students who wish to develop themselves there. Academies aim at carrying out new research for the development of the sciences, 
The universities of Italy have furnished men who have done honor to the academies, and the latter have given to the universities professors who have filled their posts with the greatest distinction. The nature of the case and the history of philosophy combine to recommend to us this division of intellectual labor between academies and universities. To discover and to teach are distinct functions. They are also distinct gifts and are not commonly found united in the same person. He too who spends his day in dispensing his existing knowledge to all comers is unlikely to have either leisure or energy to acquire new. The common sense of mankind has associated the search after truth with seclusion and quiet. The great thinkers have been too intent on their subjects to admit of interruption. They have been men of absent minds and idiosyncratic habits, and have more or less shunned the lecture room and the public school. Pythagoras, the light of Magna Graecia, lived for a time in a cave. Thales, the light of Ionia, lived unmarried and in private, and refused the invitations of princes. Plato withdrew from Athens to the groves of Academus. Aristotle gave twenty years to a studious discipleship under him. Friar Bacon lived in his tower upon the Isis. Newton indulged in an intense severity of meditation, which almost shook his reason. The great discoveries in chemistry and electricity were not made in universities. Observatories are more frequently out of universities than in them, and even when within their bounds, need have no moral connection with them. Porson had no classes. Elmsley lived good part of his life in the country. I do not say that there are not great examples the other way. Perhaps Socrates, certainly Lord Bacon. Still, I think it must be allowed on the whole that, while teaching involves external engagements, the natural home for experiment and speculation is retirement. Thanks for listening to Newman's Thoughts. To discover more about today's readings, or to download this season's reading guide, visit www.newmansthoughts.com. This has been a production of the Newman Institute for Catholic Thought and Culture, an apostle of the Diocese of Lincoln in partnership with St. Gregory the Great Seminary and the UNL Newman Center, St. Thomas Aquinas Church.